0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Opportunity Knocks. I am your host, Dean Miller, and it is my honor to have you all here listening with us today. Our guest today is the one and only Christina Shaw. Christina has become a dear friend of mine over the last, I want to say, two years, give two or years. take a little bit. She is, when you see hashtag boss babes, boss moms, she is the, she is the epitome of that, um, I wanted to have Christina on with us for quite some time because she is inspirational in how she performs her business. She's the owner of an all-state office here in Wanto, New York, literally right around the corner from us. So when you buy a house and you need insurance, she's the person we're going to hook you up with because she does a fantastic job. Uh, But one of the reasons why I wanted to highlight and and bring Christina on is because she's got a wonderful backstory. Uh, I saw a post a couple weeks or maybe even a couple months ago. Uh, that you put up there, and it referred to the fact that a divorced woman, single mom, house burnt down, never once shed a tear. And that may not be a a fact, (laughs) but you treated life as, okay, this is just another challenge. And I look at challenges and say they're opportunities. I love it. And I'm so... Glad to have you here. That I don't want to take up too much time. I want to dive right in and get Q and A with you because I th- I think you're going to bring a tremendous value to people who are in startup mode. And and listen, it's not just women. I think you you've inspired a lot of men. We've got a lot of mutual friends, uh, and I I know that you've kicked more than more than. More than enough of us in the tail on more than one occasion (laughs) for all the right reasons. So, Christina, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it.
1: Dean, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I'm looking
0: forward to it. And I think we're going to get something good out of this. So let's dive a little bit into your story to start. Um, Let's talk about that situation. You're, You're a woman. You went through a divorce. You've got two young children. You've got a house that literally burns down
1: absolutely
0: what does life look like for you
1: oh my god I mean
0: it's clearly one of those oh shit moments but it
1: was a big oh shit moment um followed by another oh shit moment followed by another oh shit moment and I look back and I always tell my girls who are now five and seven um plan b could be beautiful Mm -hmm. and my plan b is really beautiful but it was an ugly story um so it was about four years ago Um, last this past October, it was four years ago and I literally lost my entire home to a house fire. Wow. I was standing on the lawn and the house was burning and I had two babies and that was in October. And then that March I found out I was going through a divorce. Um, again, those babies from October are still babies in March. And not only now am I rebuilding a home on my own, uh, navigating an emotional divorce, but I'm also running um, a thriving business. Right. And so um, it was a lot, but it was also because I have a business background, um, when the fire happened, I just said, okay, what do we have to do to rebuild the home? What's next? Um, when the divorce happened, I said, Okay. The marriage didn't work out. You're you're a great dad, and now we're business partners, and we have nice. to raise these two beautiful children. Um, I like to let people know I did not consciously uncouple. It was it was um, <laughs> it was unexpected. It was emotional, but again, because I think I have a business background, I just said, okay, the marriage is over. I have to grieve that, right? But let's let's come together and raise these children. I love it. Yeah.
0: So. So yeah, you know, it's funny because we've got a lot in common. I, I was just, I was divorced and had two kids as well, and we were commiserating about that before we went right. on the air today. I've I've always looked at things like that and said, you know, you can't. There comes a point where you got to let the personal go yes. and treat it like a business transaction. And it, it, I, you know, in the real estate business, you deal with people selling their houses and they've spent ten, twenty, forty, fifty years in a house and they can't let go because it's emotional. And I've been accused of being cold. Yeah, I don't know that stoic. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Uh, but, you know, I, I walk in all too often and my leading line when it comes to that part of it is you have to understand something. Today, you made a decision to make a change in your life and hopefully for the better. And in most cases, fortunately, throughout my career, most of the people have moved for the better. Um, I said, but you've got to separate yourself and the emotion from the past and treat it as a business transaction. Because now that you've decided to sell your house, every day you're in it is an additional expense. I love it, And it amazes me how many people, when I get in their face like that, and I try to do it with a little bit of, of compassion, mm-hmm. but sometimes you've got to lean in and get in front of people's face and tell them what they need to hear because all too often they just want to hear what they want to hear. And, and you say, hey, today is the day yes. you're going into the business of being something other than what you were before I, got, I walked in the door. And every day you're here is an expense. Taxes, electric. Yeah, you're going to have them somewhere else, but you're back to building your own equity again. Yes. And, and it it works. And it I,
1: resonates with
0: them. Yeah, and it's the same, the same thing with relationships. It's,
1: you know, it's interesting that we're doing a podcast, right? Because when the divorce was happening, um, and I could look back and laugh now, right? I took a good year, and every weekend I didn't have my girls. I literally would podcast all weekend and I would podcast on positive co-parenting life after divorce how to create the life you've always wanted and just what you said the marriage didn't work out and the emotional part was there but that was over so now it's my decision am I going to be that woman who is bitter and angry that the marriage didn't work out or am I going to Make a life that's even better and create exactly what I want because now I know the mistakes that we made in that marriage. And I literally would podcast, I would journal. And I look back now and I'm like, I am living my best life. Good
0: for you. It's awesome. And 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 it shows because I have never seen you without a smile on your face. So we, just, <laughs> we all have those moments. Oh, and,
1: absolutely. You know. I had one on Wednesday night. I just fell on the bathroom floor. It was amazing. We got so many referrals that day. So you're so blessed to be busy. Yep. But then the stress of how do you manage the business Get and shit then. Done. My girls were just, it was just a day, um, and I I had a bit of a meltdown. But it happens. And
0: and it's funny how often when things like that do happen, that it all happens at once. And I don't know if that's perception or if it's like divine intervention or what it is. But It's like, I'm going to beat you as bad as I can. Oh, it was that day. It
1: was that day. But you know what? I felt grateful, too, because it's just that reminder. We all go through it. And and I'm glad
0: you because because gratitude is something that you hear so many people preach about, but you actually are living it and 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 mention it. And I think that's I don't know where I first heard it or or if I heard it or I came up with it, but I've preached to my kids and to the people that I'm closest to all around. Always find the positive in everything.
1: Oh my God, and, and the small things, in the, it, and the it the small things in the morning when I wake up. Um, this time of year, you have the windows open mm-hmm. and I hear the birds chirping the girls crawl in my bed usually about 6:30 in the morning. I'm not a morning person.
0: That makes two of so us.
1: about 7:15 I accept that it's time to wake up and I'm I'm always I'm like I'm grateful that I hear the birds. Yep. I'm grateful that I'm alive. Yep. That my kids are playing on their iPads and it's just like these little small things that really are the big things.
0: And I love to talk about failures on, on the show because you learn your, your best life lessons come from your, yeah. your own failures and sometimes from the failures of others that are open enough to share it, which is why I love doing this show and saying, where did you fall flat on your face and how did you come back? And we'll get into that. But that's, that's my, it's, it's, if you can find the, even in the worst case scenarios, in the worst case situations, death, divorce, anything that goes wrong, there is something positive that can come out of it. And it's still tough for many people in my, my family, but I'll even refer back to it. My brother passed away 11 years ago and, and everybody said, well, how the hell, how sick and twisted are you that you can find something positive out of that? And I look at it 11 years later and I say, I've got a better relationship with my sister-in-law than I've ever had. I'm close with his kids. My family dynamic with the extended family has changed and improved in so many other ways. Granted, we all miss him every day. Of I carry, course. a rem- I carry a reminder, of my brother in literally in my pocket every single day of my life. Um, but I look back on the positive memories I have from him, and I say, what lessons can I learn from that? And as a result, I've gotten the opportunity to do work for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, uh, and he he was a big advocate for autism. So we've, we've done some fundraising there and worked with some great people, and it's built phenomenal relationships. I so, love
1: that. Yeah. I love that. When-
0: so, listen, we're both divorced. The, the positive may just be the, the addition by subtraction, but look at how you, you've evolved into a different type of parent than you probably would have been. Oh I, oh my parent. God. I, I love I
1: that you said that. I am such a better mother. Um because on my parent parenting days, we have 50-50 custody. I am mom. Right. Um, I am so present. There is not much that comes in the way of being mom. Yep. Um I am just a, a happier mother. The girls see a happy home in their mom's house. They see a very happy home in their dad's house. In fact, we're neighbors. We live mm-hmm. eight houses apart. Very good. Um, so it's a very uh, 2020 blended family. And you were saying something, Dean, about when your brother passed and the positive or, or how you turned it into a positive. I remember uh, my older one being in her pre-K classroom, going through a divorce, looking around. And they say that 50% of the population is divorced. And I found myself angry. Like, where are these divorced people? Because everybody had a wedding ring on. (laughs) So I said, you know what? I'm going to start a group. I like to call it a community of strong single moms. And now my little one last year when she was in pre-K, same room, same teacher, I'm looking around and it was amazing the difference a few years makes because now I have a tribe of strong single moms and people know they'll call and say, Christina, so-and-so is going through a divorce. Will you talk to them? And that's some of my best work. I I think, you know, I love what I do. I love being an Allstate agent. Mm -hmm. But if I could just tell one woman, like there's a beautiful life after divorce, um, but you have to create that. It just doesn't happen
0: that's right it's not it's not a gift it's a job yeah absolutely you've gotta, you've you are in charge of day. your yep.
1: happiness yep. and you have to be happy I personally believe before you go find another partner I stayed um single for a while and my now partner I don't think I would have been the best partner you know early on in the divorce and we have this beautiful relationship now um and I think it's you have to find happiness in yourself first it's,
0: and it's a, it's a it's a beautiful and brilliant observation because I, you know, you see it and live it f- through watching other people. You're like, oh, it's a shame. It's a shame. But it's not. It's just, you, you've got to find that moment, that trigger that makes you realize that uh, I, I make the joke all the time that I, I have the worst boss in the world. He's the jackass that looks back at me in the morning every day when I brush my teeth. But it took me a long time to get to that point where I, I no longer said, who can I blame for things that don't work out in my life? And the I'm buck always pr-
1: stops with me, and that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm so proud of the fact that, uh, you know, I I still have a tendency to bitch and complain from time to time. We all do. We my, all do. And my wife my wife knows it, and I say, please, I'm I'm going to complain, but it's me just venting, and she's the perfect ears for me. She goes, she knows I'm not complaining, and every once in a while she'll hear something and smack me around or say maybe try something different. Yeah. And, and you evolve, and I think that's what life is all about, whether it be our personal lives, our, our parenting lives, us being children to our parents, or in this case, our, our businesses that, that I want to talk about. So it it's definitely created a very strong, you've, you've got a big personality. You've got, you've got a an empowering attitude. You treat people with compassion. You, you. clearly show that gratitude. I mean, every meeting I've ever walked into with you, it's the same thing. The smile on your face and <laughs> Tom walks in as, as the stoic with the smile. Yeah, well, we make good marketing
1: his, partners. And, and you guys
0: are a good balance of, of emotion. Yes. You, know, you, you are. I
1: bring a lot of emotion.
0: <laughs> you are much more of a high-eye, influential personality, and Tom is much more of, of a reserved person, and, and I would tend to think he's a little bit more analytical uh, than you are, and it makes for yes. a great working relationship it's for certainly what I can does. see. Um, so let's talk about that. Let, let's dive into the business world for a little bit, and then I want to circle back around. You've been with Allstate for how long?
1: Oh, Dean. Come on, okay. the world thinks yeah. I'm 25. No, I've been with Allstate for 24 years, wow. and I bought the agency. It's a cool story. I bought the agency in 2009 from Sandy, who still is with the agency, from okay. her father. So that was a blessing. Um, and I am that person. I love what I do. I say to the girls, it's rare on a Sunday night that I am cranky to go to work. It happens, right? I'm human.
0: I love Mondays, but we'll get it. We'll oh, get I
1: right. am like, let's slay the day. Yep. And my boyfriend sometimes I'll wake up and he goes, really? You're like this excited for the day? And I am. Yeah. Um, it's can I mention you you I said mean. Tom and we were yeah. talking about failures and plan B so Tom and I were actual business partners okay. legal legal business partners for many years in, all state. in, in an all-state agency okay. um, and then we were had our real estate backgrounds and the partnership didn't work out um, for a lot of reasons uh, no no right or wrong it just didn't work out and Tom is one of my best friends. I look at Tom actually as a brother. Um, He's my marketing partner now. I would jump in front of a car for Tom or his wife or his daughter. Um, But we are amazing marketing partners. We were not amazing business partners. So it's kind of cool how that storyline um unraveled did you both recognize that or oh it- we both recognized it
0: so, so you've got enough self awareness within each yeah. other to see the benefit to both working we together work differently
1: and-, it, and and that's okay i'm who i am and he is right. who he is um but we have this amazing marketing partnership that that just gets stronger each year yeah.
0: And it's—I very rarely see Tom without you. I do see—I do see you without Tom from time to time, um, but because. You can tell if you get to know both of you even a little bit. There's there's a commonality between the two, oh. but there are also major differences.
1: Oh, uh, I I w- I would love for Tom to be here mm, with mm, me mm, one day. Tom, you will be on social we'll, podcasting. We'll drag <laughs> we'll
0: him we'll in one day. I would def- I would love yeah, to do that. Would be awesome. Tom, Tom brings a, a different level of brilliance to the conversation. Even
1: last night, Dean, there was a situation. I won't bore you with the details. Was maybe like nine fifteen. I said, "That's it. I'm taking this guy down. I have had it. He just somebody not being ethical." And he said, "Chris, why don't we sleep on this and touch base in the morning?" And he brings me back yeah. in, and and that's really awesome. Yeah, that's can, really awesome. I-
0: I could definitely see Tom as the voice of reason all too often because he has, he has that personality. Absolutely. And, and it's a great balance. I need more people like that around me. I mean, I get those batshit crazy moments and you know, you've met, you've met Corey and I've got some new people joining us and Corey's just got that mellowness to him.
1: That's that Sandy I, on my team. Yeah.
0: And I, if I, if I'm blowing up, I just need to know open the door and just go hang out in that room. Just But
1: isn't that great that you have that and yes. And our personalities attract that. Yep. You, you know, I mentioned my boyfriend earlier. And I'm like, isn't that amazing? And he's like, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty nice. cool. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need this. Yeah. This is good. You need to bring me yeah. down a few notches. Like
0: my, my own personal relationship. My wife talks loud and loves to talk to everybody and those who know me. Many people find it hard to believe because of the amount of time that I now force myself to be in front of a microphone and a camera in front of other people. But I love nothing more than solitude and silence. It's not that I dislike the sound of my own voice, but I say it all the time. I hate the sound of my own voice because I have to talk. I I would much rather hear nothing. You know, and that's well what we said i want to i want to live on the water i want to be able to hear the ocean coming oh. and going and if god forbid that hurricane's going to come and take me away one day i want to watch it happen oh, no, i'm, I'm the okay best. with it so one day i'll have that waterfront home but i don't need this big palatial thing i want a nice condo looking out over the ocean and that's it
1: i was um, running but, on the boardwalk yesterday it was it was just I, every awesome.
0: time i see you and i see charles other people in our circle and uh, you know matt matt yeah. girl from L- lb social i'm like I'm jealous that they're all down. I, and I hate the word jealousy. But in my head, I'm like, I really just want to get there. And I find every reason under the sun why I can't. You know. We
1: need to go have some chicken dumplings at LB Social A- soon. Amen. You know, do you know I ordered two orders for myself and um, I won't share them? They're that delicious. I've done that
0: before. when he yeah. first started up doing the- doing the takeout stuff i was ordering four days worth of food and i'd eat half of it the first night that i got home with
1: it. the girls think like every night we could have lb social so here
0: we go this episode unofficially (laughs) an unpaid sponsorship goes to my dear friend matt hisseker of lb social in long beach if you're ever in the neighborhood and want an absolutely mind-blowing meal go check out lb social in long beach and ask for my friend chef matt hisseker there you go. Free, free plug, Matt. I appreciate it. I love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him to push this for us as well. Right? So, all right, so you've, you've got a lifetime plus in in the Allstate world. You spin off your relationship with, with Tom, you develop a new type of relationship with him in a marketing partnership, and here you are churning and growing your business. Let's dive in because this show is all about creating opportunities, finding opportunities, but discussing the failures and the challenges along the way and what we can learn from them. Give me some insight as to how you went about building your business. Awesome.
1: So I knew that I wanted a referral-based business. When I ended the partnership or when Tom and I ended it together, um, in the months after I was buying internet leads, to sell auto and home insurance. And I said, I do not want to do this. This is not fulfilling. I do not feel like a trusted advisor. And so I said, I'm going to build a referral-based business. And I want to work with realtors. I want to work with mortgage professionals. And I want to work with attorneys. Um, And years later, that's exactly what I'm doing. It took a lot of mistakes, a lot of wasted time networking in the wrong groups, Um, not with the wrong people, just the wrong audience, good people, just the wrong audience. Um, And then I finally um, figured out um, my marketing strategy, if you will, right? With real estate agents and mortgage brokers. And that now is where 85% of my business yeah. comes from. It is amazing walking in and the phone rings. Hey, I was told to call you. Yep. And now we're insuring their family. And you really become friends. Yeah. We were just talking earlier. I had lunch with Lauren Zambelli uh, before I came here. I'm texting with Jay Walsh over at Beth Page Federal
0: you're these people are your friends yeah. you develop relationships and yeah. i think that's
1: you know. it takes years dean and i think if if anybody's listening who wants to build that type of business whatever business they're in it doesn't happen overnight because you want it to be organic you want it to be natural genuine yeah. All those things.
0: Most overnight successes take decades to happen. <laughs> you know, and, and it's the truth. Listen, I'm a I'm a dinosaur in my business, not not by age, but by tenure. I'm still below the average in my industry, uh, for average age, but tenure I'm way up there. Uh I don't know if that makes me crazy or, or something special. I really don't care. I love what I do and I love that I'm evolving out of one portion of my, of my business into a, into a different role, which benefits more and more people, which ultimately helps me achieve my goal of helping 10,000 families in 10 years. Uh, I can't sell 10,000 houses, but if I can have an influence on a hundred agents, we can have a huge impact. And and that's the way that I see things. And I, I hear the same from you. i love the fact that, that, you know, In many businesses, there are opportunities to buy leads. And I don't want to get too tactical, but I couldn't agree with you more. Unless you know what you're buying, those things that you're buying tend to be nothing more than overly priced, overly expensive, way too hard to manage, impossible to convert, and you're literally looking for a needle not in a haystack but it was a stack tough. Of needles.
1: i used to say unless the person told me they were getting a restraining order against me i would call so i did have success but it was it was exhausting and it wasn't gratifying yeah. um i don't want to call you 19 times to buy car insurance right. i want to educate you on liability and i want to protect your assets and i want you to want to do business with right. me
0: I, w- I want you to I want you to look forward to having to call me except for when it's a tragic situation. But, but that's
1: my my house fire made me such a better all state agent. I think I was always caring. But now I know what it's like literally to it. have nothing um and what it is like to rebuild your life from a fire or or a hurricane. I did Sandy, too. I used to kid yeah. around when I was, dating, I said, Oh, I should put in my dating profile that I'm like a natural disaster <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> well,
0: I appreciate you. You just pulled one of my prime questions out, out w- with an answer. So I appreciate, I appreciate you doing that. And that it, it is, it, it's, it's you know, like the salesperson who uses a competing product from what they sell, like you live, they're not going to be sincere. You lived it.
1: And when I'm explaining coverages, I'll explain, and and we don't have to get too technical, but there's a coverage loss of use on your homeowner's Mm -hmm. insurance that pays for you to live someplace else during a claim because you still have to make your mortgage payment. Without that coverage, I wouldn't have been able to afford to rent a home for my girls and for myself. So it's not just a piece of paper. These numbers mean so much. Um,
0: My dad told me when I was going through, because we were talking about divorces earlier, my dad told me when I was at the bottom of my barrel, um, one day he came downstairs and he kind of smacked me around mentally and emotionally, and he says, do me a favor. Every day you wake up, prepare yourself for the worst possible case scenario that could ever happen. And I looked at him, I said, why? He says, because when it does happen, you'll expect it. And when it doesn't happen, you'll appreciate the fact that it didn't. Yeah. And that's what led me to that whole positive thinking, find the positive of things. And, and I think that's a big part of what people in your industry need to do more of is explain, hey, this is how bad it can get.
1: Yes, I but pray if, it never happens yeah. to you, but if it does... Um, not only will you have the right coverage, but you have a person on the other end of the phone who knows what you're Who's going through. It's not just
0: empathetic, but because you lived it, you can be sympathetic. Absolutely. And there's a big difference oh between the Oh, my God, two. absolutely. Yeah, I love it.
1: I'm but, laughing too, Dean, because um, we are talking about evolving and failures in yeah. business. And um, I wish my mom could be here because she would tell you a story. Um, I wasn't always the best leader um, for my team. And I, I'm not saying I'm the best leader now, but I am such a stronger boss um, and visionary than I was years ago. I think I was intolerant of people a bit. So um, we had a long list of people who didn't make it in the agency. Okay. And a lot of times at Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving, my mom will be like, oh, remember when you fired your father-in-law? I'm like, shh and i look back and i was I, I wasn't a strong leader but through podcasting and reading and maturity and and wanting to be better i think i'm i think i lead my team pretty well what what triggered
0: was, was there something that triggered that change of mindset for
1: it wasn't working to hire and fire to hire and fire it's exhausting it's not a good customer experience
0: it's expensive it's
1: expensive um, and it it just wasn't working so i had to look in the mirror and say this is your fault christina you you know i i genuinely like people so you would come in for an interview and i would think oh you went to suny albany that's where i graduated of course you're going to be a great fit right that's outrageous yeah. Uh, yeah, i know that now but i didn't know that yeah. then
0: it's you know i got my yankees and rangers little guys sitting in front of us here and the people oh you're don't don't sandbag me don't walk in and say oh look around room. and it's you an, it's an old sales technique from an interviewing standpoint is look around the room research the people you go yeah. and work with
1: especially now it's
0: social find find a fit and the days of six degrees of separation are long gone it's it's two at worst in most cases it's one of the things i like about linkedin you could always see how far apart you are in the world from other people first second third it, we, we all don't have many third or fourth level connections yeah. because we're all connected so I told my kids for years, be careful what you say because somebody standing near you knows somebody you're talking
1: about. Oh, absolutely. I'm and always I- surprised on Zoom meetings now. Now that we're in October, yeah. like you should know Zoom etiquette. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hit the mute button. Keep your pants on.
1: I was um, on a back to school night for my older daughter and I have big hair. It's obvious. And a mom dials in and says, oh, look at that mom. She's got some big hair. I was like I don't know if you're giving me a compliment or you're being rude but <laughs> I,
0: you, you it, there comes a point where you just can't fix stupid. Some people just want to be oblivious. It is They're
1: what like, it is. Yeah, hey, yeah. You, you know,
0: I I say it as it is, you know. If if you're going to hear if I'm going to say something. I got no problem if the mic is on. I'm not going to do it to hurt anybody. Of course. But sometimes you got to tell people. Tom always says,
1: Chris, people love you or they do not love you. Right. (laughs) There's really no in between. And you know what? And I'm okay with that. That's
0: that's good. Listen, again, it goes back to what I said earlier. Addition by subtraction. Yeah. You know, some... You become what you surround yourself yeah. with. If people don't like you and you know it, why the hell are we keeping them around? Exactly. You, know? you, you, you don't get to choose your family, but you also get to choose if you want your family around. You yeah. choose your friends. It's, it's, all right, but, I, but I digress. So you build up this business. You're at it for, for quite some time. You've got a thriving industry. I love the fact that you, you talked about the difference between you know, good people in the wrong audience, uh, but partnering up and creating strategic partnerships mm-hmm. with people who can put you in a position to win and providing them value. And that's one of the things that I love most about you. And, and I want to dive in and talk about a couple other things. Um, I always like to ask, what's the best piece of advice you've ever got from somebody? And th- it doesn't have to be one, but this tends to stir up some pretty good conversations.
1: Yeah. Um, If I could backtrack for one second, the value. I wake up every morning saying, how can I deliver value to my realtor partners and my mortgage partners? Am I doing, what am I doing to help their life? Because they're helping me so much by referring their buyers. So I I do try to live into that.
0: And I I will help you with this because in many cases, it's not, your choice of words, I think is perfect. because you said, what what value can you bring to benefit their life? Not their business. Their business is a part of their life.
1: Sometimes it could be their business and sometimes it's their life. Some best advice. Um, Well, personally, I had a manager. She just retired. Um, And it was a few days after I found out I was going through my divorce. And she is older than I am. um, But she divorced when her son was a baby. And she said, Christina, do you want your phone to ring, not for the next 18 years, but for the fr- rest of your life. And do you want to pick it up and say, hey, or do you want to have a bad feeling inside every time that phone rings? And she kind of helps set the stage for me in saying, hey, this is a person I actually want to get along with and, and separate, right, the marriage and, and the parenting. So I, I always tell people going through a divorce, I- if you can, you know, Um, I realize not every circumstance is you could be friends with the person.
0: Yeah, we're the opposite ends of the spectrum. You live right down the road from yours, and I haven't heard from mine in security.
1: And I recognize that, you know, especially if there's abuse involved, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just not possible. Um, But that was some incredible advice. And in my business, um, I just really treat every customer as they're part of my family. When I was buying the business from Sandy's dad, I said, what's something you could tell me? You know, I'm a young kid, help me out. Right. And he said, I treat everybody as if they were going to be at my dinner table for a holiday. And that's just what I try to do when I'm writing your insurance. And, and it
0: fits your personality.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. And if we're not a good fit, we're not a good fit. That's okay. Um, but I just try to treat everybody how uh, I want to be treated.
0: And that's, and and that mindset, while it may not be for everybody, if you have that personality that's engaging, loving, caring, it's a, it's a great way to put it. It's, it's, I've heard people, and uh, don't take this the wrong way. I've heard people say it's the wrong way to do it because everybody's not your family and it's business and you got to treat it like business, you know, and, and not that my dad wasn't, compassionate in any way shape or form but my dad grew up in the finance world you know yeah. built a career in the finance world and it's numbers and black and white and going through the 70s and 80s you know we, we all see the tv shows it's cutthroat you know you get you, you don't you don't have to cut somebody's throat you literally kick them in the ass and walk over them and that was the nature of the business and guys from that generation would look at this now and say you're soft you can't run a business like that and that's why they're all now fortunately retiring or have yeah. been retired for, for years or decades. Uh, but, but that compassion is part of what the world has evolved into. I have been accused of being unempathetic and not lacking in compassion. And then other people look at me and say, who's the fool who said that? Um, you've, you've got to know when to turn it on and when to turn it. Oh, on.
1: absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's interesting you say that because sometimes I could, um, If I'm flying to our home office for corporate meetings, I think sometimes people read me the wrong way because you mentioned earlier, I can be shy. And if I'm in a room full of strangers, I can tend to be quiet. Um, And I guess I have a look to myself that may be a little standoffish. So sometimes people will accuse me of being a like, oh, she's a tough cookie. And my therapist and I always laugh. I'm like, oh, I'm really actually really nice, but I'm just quiet. If I'm not comfortable, so right. so sometimes you, you, need that,
0: you need that I'm I'm a lot like that. I, I just
1: want to assess what's happening.
0: I grew up a wallflower. Like I I, I joke all the time. I was as wide as I was tall as a kid. I was round kind of like a Weeble or a South Park character. <laughs> um and, and I was a very shy kid because of that. Um but there came a point in my and and I, I in many cases I still am that shy person. I don't necessarily like to walk into a room that I didn't want to be in in the first place and become the life of the party. I'm never going to be that guy. That's not me either. You're not going to get me in the middle of the dance floor with the spotlight break dancing and doing head spins. It's just not me. Put me behind the turntables up with DJ. I'm good because I did that for a long time. But oh, that, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, fifteen years I was a DJ. I ran a mobile business and worked in nightclubs and some of the best in New York City. I got oh, to work at. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't I, know anything I, about that. I can tell, tell you
0: stories and stories, and then I will have to hang up my podcast. Forever. <laughs> no, but it was it was a it was a great run, and it it made me into what I was. Um, I, I joke with my wife. I'm like, you know, I was the greatest dancer in the world as long as I had two and a half feet to move and turntables in front of me. I was good. But you give me four feet to move, and I'm just going to trip over my own
1: feet. Oh, my God. My <laughs> boyfriend can dance like it's nobody's business, and we haven't been going to weddings with COVID, and no. I'm like, I can't move. It's just, <laughs> I am... Um, I am who I am. Yeah.
0: No, my my role was to make everyone else dance and that's where I got my yeah. satisfaction.
1: Yes, I'll like go get you drinks oh, and yeah. oh, I'm good yeah. at that. Well, that's
0: yeah. why it was it was easy when I wrong word to use, but it was easy for me to be in the restaurant business though everything that went with it was nearly impossible, but nice. when it when it worked, it was great because you get to provide comfort and entertainment and excitement and all these other things. It's why I love the DJ business. It's why I still love the hospitality industry. And I hope to be involved with more and more. And it's why we launched this, the, the, if you live here show was to spotlight these great local business owners, especially in, you know, with COVID hit and all these places were shutting down. We said, Hey, how to talk about opportunity. We can't go in and film a show in a restaurant or a bar anymore. What do we do? Uh, all of a sudden, they were allowed to open and do takeout, and we said, okay, we got a green screen, and we got a studio, and I'm a fat guy, and Corey's, you know, six foot two and skinny, so he can eat anything he wants. I said, let's just go do takeout and oh, do review it. shows at their places here. And someone, you know, the trolls came out after me a couple of weeks after, and are like, is there ever anything you eat that you don't like? And my response was being genuinely me. Hey, jackass, if I didn't like it, why would I order it in the first place? Yeah. Come on. I'm trying to help these people survive. They're doing a third of the business they do in a day. They're doing in a week now.
1: I was buying gift cards for our local businesses in the beginning of COVID just saying, I'm blessed to be working. Let's support the people who are supporting us. And 95% of people were so happy. And then you had a few yeah, like or a- is that owner your friend? I go who cares? Right. I I just want to support their business. That's everybody. I get <laughs> I get accused at
0: least every episode we do of the show. I get accused of somebody saying, "Oh, they just you they you they paid you to do this." I'm like no, I go in there. Yes, the food they put on the table, that's for free. Yeah. I bring my production crew in on <laughs> my time. <Yeah. laughs> I shoot the episode. We edit it. And then depending on how many views these things are getting, I will run ads on them to help promote
1: them. Of course.
0: And in many cases, we were doing the takeout version of the series. Restaurants didn't even know we were doing it. And I, I'll never forget, I walked into New Wave Seafood right around the corner here one day. And I, I may
1: I, stop in there later yeah, for some uh, I, lobsters. <laughs> it is.
0: They make the great... See, I'm getting hungry. They make the greatest stuffed mushrooms I've ever Ooh, had. Next okay. to my next to my aunt and uncle's, who's were who the best. But the best ones I get. Okay,
1: buy. maybe I'll get those. But too. I literally
0: walked in in my in my t shirt with the brand on it that that uh, I wore when I did the episode, and behind the mask and everything else, and the owner's there, and she looks at me. and She goes, "If I could come over here and give you a big hug right now, I would." I said, "Do I know you?" She goes, "I'm the owner." She goes, "I had over thirty people come in in the last two weeks, all mentioning that video. I didn't even know you were doing it." I said, "That's the idea." Yeah. Listen, I helped you out. I did something nice for you. All I want when I come here is the same thing you'd give to me if you didn't know who I was. Give me a good product on a plate and nice service and a nice environment, and that's what I'm paying for. And I felt good about it. And, yeah, listen, I've gotten my brand name out there. I've met more people as a result of it.
1: It comes back. I love
0: love doing it. I absolutely love doing it. It's one of the most exciting and fulfilling things I've ever chosen to do in all my career, and I've been working for... almost Four 37 years. plus years yeah. I've, I've been working that.
1: givers gain it's yeah. i i just believe that yeah. um uh, you know a story from the fire um it makes me feel good to help people yeah. and i just do it because i i just yeah. like helping people and after the fire now I'm on the other side of it and so um anybody who knows me just a little bit knows that I'm a Starbucks junkie oh yeah and I um, I am
0: blown away by the fact that you didn't walk in here well
1: truth be told I got braces Invisalign two weeks ago so I've really cut down my caffeine it's it's been a challenge no caffeine no red wine um I take them out for my red wine now let's not get too crazy (laughs) (laughs) so um The the days after the fire, I buy Starbucks mugs when I travel, and Mm -hmm. I love to travel, so I get one from every city. And that's the stuff, when you lose your house, you're like, oh, God. you like, you'll replace your couch, and you'll get a new pair of jeans, but all the memories. So I have these two soul sisters at Allstate, Justina and Heidi. And what they did was they organized with every Allstate agent I could cry in the country mailed me a starbucks mug from their city on the same day i thought somebody was delivering like tvs like trying to sell me used tvs and i go get out of my office and he goes i have a delivery ma'am and that's what it was it was a neighbor printed all the photos i ever posted from facebook and put them in frames like just stories that uh, it's amazing
0: And this, and this is the power of being a good person. You know, you don't, you you don't do it for the, listen, we do it. I I think people like us, we do what we do because we're, we're driven to make good things turn into great things and great things turn into exceptional things. Um, and, and I, I love telling the stories like Donald Miller's book, building a story brand It completely. It didn't change my life. It opened my eyes to so many things that I didn't realize I realized before that. I, I look at you and I think where we have a lot in common is our role is never to be the hero of the story. Never. Our role is to be the guide. It's why, it's why Yoda's sitting up on a shelf mm-hmm. there. Yoda in my opinion was one of the greatest guides ever. Um, and it's to be a guide in the story so that the spotlight can be on the people that we are working for and with and supporting mm-hmm. so that we can ride off into the sunset and pat ourselves on the back. Mm-hmm. We all love to be appreciated. But at the end of the day, if you can look in the mirror and say, I'm happy with what I did today. That's the victory for so many people like us. And I, I think not everybody's like that, but I think everybody can become aware of that. Yes. Say, what is my role? Listen, if you're an entertainer, your role is to have the spotlight on you. If you're an athlete, it's to have the spotlight on you. But even there, you look at the greatest athletes in the world, we'll all reach back and talk about the support staff and the people around them. The greatest actors, will talk about the people, not even on camera, yes. the ones behind the camera. Uh, and I think that's a role that I would love to see more and more people in the world start to embrace is be the guide in someone else's story and put them in a position to win. And I, in your business, and I think a lot, a lot in ours, um, there are people on both end, both ends of that. I'm not a fan of dealing with agents who say my buyer, my seller, I sold this house. I love kind of getting in people's faces and say, in my 20 plus years in the real estate industry, I've only sold seven houses because they were all mine. I've helped hundreds and thousands of families to buy and or sell. And I I think that's a mindset shift that I would love to see more and more people in many industries take on because I think it makes us better at what we do and it makes us better service providers. And I think at the end of the day, it makes us better people, better people. How awesome. You know, you got to reverse engineer everything in life. And like you said, what can I do to give them a better life? You're doing it without even realizing it. So i I'm, Thanks,
1: I'm, my friend. Yes. Yeah.
0: So all right. This is awesome. But listen, I could I could go on and on I hours. know.
1: I know. I'm like, are we good on time? Yeah, here? that's
0: that's why I'm not distracted. I just want to like I tell people, I want to respect your time. I
1: appreciate that. I, I have to go have see uh handsome homebuyer.
0: And I I don't want <laughs> I don't want him to accuse me of keeping you too late. So we're we still got a we still got a few minutes to go, uh which is good because there's a couple other things. As someone who kind of went through startup mode and built a business, and I know you have a network of amazing amazing people around you, but I want to talk about the women of of it first because I know you and Lauren Zambelli, who you mentioned, work closely. You do a lot of networking and a lot of different things together. If someone were to come to you today and say, I don't know what the path is yet, but I want to get into business for myself, or they said, I have a vision. I want to start a business. Give me some insight as to what kind of advice or guidance you would give to someone.
1: Love that question. Love that question. And I'm uh, taking somebody on right now in that scenario. Um, So it'll be an interesting project for the both of us. Um, I would say to learn that business inside and out. Before I bought my agency, I worked in an agency. I worked for Tom for many, many years. Um, So the day I became an owner, I knew. I knew everything I was doing. Um, So um, I would say work in that business, learn that business, study that business, and find a mentor. Find somebody who is going to guide you, and you are absolutely going to make mistakes, which is a beautiful thing, but that person probably can save you very costly mistakes. So I just would say, learn that business. And I think about that for myself. Sometimes I say, um, I would love, I, I'm not going to do this because like, when would I do this? But I would love to open a wine bar in Long Beach. There is no place where you can go and just have a cocktail and hear the person on the other side of the table. I, okay, this is, if I was going to do that, I know business, Right. right. But I don't know anything about the restaurant business. I'm,
0: I'm cringing while you talk about this because I, I could explode, but I want, I want you to get to the end. But, go. like,
1: <laughs> you know, I would have to learn that business. Yes. I would maybe go volunteer to work at Vine in Merrick, whatever I would yeah. do, but I wouldn't go into it blindly. So I would just gotcha. say study the business.
0: I will. I will only say this because I respect and appreciate you. If you, if I ever find out you're going to get into the restaurant business,
1: no, I, I'm not. I will. I worked I, in the restaurant <laughs> business. Do you know Villadoria? It's no longer on no. Belmore Avenue in Belmore. No. I worked for a great man named Billy Zagarino, and oh my God, he ran just a, a great. But the hours. I was the coat it's, check girl, and I was there like ninety five hours a week. An, it, and I don't listen, have to tell you. I don't,
0: I don't say this to, to push people away from it, but it's the kind of business where you need to to truly succeed in it. You look at the best of the best, and you know there are exceptions to the rules. But most of the people who are successful in that industry will tell you, you know, you'll hear stories all the time. I was the kid who scrubbed the floors and washed the pots and worked my made salads and worked yeah. my way up and on the line, and now I own a place. But you got others who grew up in the business or around it. And I, I don't believe, I, I believe the hospitality industry is a young man's game. It doesn't mean that people who are of advanced age can't do well in it, but they usually spend most of their life in it. And it's a, it's a lifestyle that's very, very challenging. And the profit margins on it are so small that you've got to really know everything about know it everything and that's why I, like, it. I love the old school stories i i read joe Bastianich's book uh, and i can't remember who it was but he was talking about like down to the ounce of fish and what you were paying and wow
1: like you you're losing that's what you have everything. to know that's what you I-
0: it is it is it was the most challenging experience of my professional career it was the most expensive education i've ever gotten in my life and i'm a six-time college dropout uh which was a waste of a lot of money But I look back on it now with nothing but happiness and joy and appreciation for what we were able to do and the lessons I learned from it. Because I not only became a better business person, I think I became a better person. I became a better husband and a better father to my kids as a result of it. So I have zero regrets with it. Um, I would have loved to have seen it last a little bit longer and make a little bit more money, but I'm okay with it because it was a risk I was willing to take in the beginning to do the right thing for some other people and fell in my lap. So um, I love
1: what you said about the hours. And that was, that's always one of the things I've created in this um, new world I live in is an incredible work life balance. People will say to me a lot of times, Christina, why don't you have another Allstate or another this or another that? And um, I like that on Tuesday, I'm driving my kids to Girl Scouts and I'm the class mom and I'm this and I'm that. Um, A few years ago, that wasn't my reality. And that's really, um, that's what's important to me is being mom. It's and...
0: So many people say, we, like, oh, you own a business. You must be so wealthy. No, I spend most of the money. <laughs> most of the money that the company makes, I have to spend. To
1: don't you love open. that? Like the business uh, will pay it. I go, yeah, I am the business. You, you own a
0: business? <laughs> you yeah, own- I, I I am. I am literally a servant to my business. Yes. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not. I'm blessed. No, nobody's running a GoFundMe yeah. for me. And if you do, I'm going to find a way to give, to give the money to somebody who needs it more than me. My objective now, after so many years of doing this, and like we were discussing before, is I want to help other people achieve their goals, and I yeah. want to, you know, where I see myself as a good leader is that when I have the opportunity to work with other people, my goal for them, if they choose t- to have that, is to help them become a great leader. I'm not going to make them into one. I'm going to be Yoda. I'm going to be Obi Wan, and you know, i, I my. Here's my. Yeah. Here's my life. Open the kimono. Here's all the warts and everything exposed with it. This is how I got here. If you want to avoid that, you might want to listen to me because success does leave clues and failure leaves clues. Uh, And I I love that line, success leaves clues. You know, we talked about the the paved road before and I was thinking in the back of my head, yeah, before the yellow brick road was laid down, it was nothing but dirt and gravel and weeds.
1: Nobody sees, I say this to my boyfriend all the time, nobody sees the behind the scenes. Um, His career, it's demanding and that's even an understatement. Um, we were uh, went to Block Island this summer okay. for a long weekend to stay with a friend. He was inside the whole weekend working. Um and I said, Nobody sees this. Um, they just see they see this. They don't right. see all the hours yep. and and how much you care, right. Right? right? Um
0: the blood, sweat and tears. Nobody and, sees and- a lot of times you see the finished product and that and that's a shame that was one of the things that i loved about the restaurant business was you got to watch people enjoy all the work that i could imagine nobody realized how much effort went into putting that lousy burger which was far from lousy on a plate to make you smile
1: matt did um for actually my community of strong single moms um right before COVID hit i said i know this isn't what you do but can you do me a favor and come to my house and teach 10 awesome ladies, like, quick, easy meals. I,
0: I watched every single one of the posts you put up on oh, that, and I was, I, I was like... He's I,
1: probably cringing because he doesn't really want to do this, but it was to watch, and I'm, I'm not a chef, to watch all the effort, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just going to order from you because... A lot yeah. of work uh,
0: it, it, to dive even deep. Listen, this is like the Matt Hissiger episode. I know, to right? Dive <laughs> even deeper, The year my brother passed away, it was in uh, it was in early in the year before Easter, uh, and we used to always go down to Florida to my parents' house for Easter Sunday. Um, and we didn't go that year because of it, and, and we actually went out east. And I didn't know it at the time, but Matt was uh, the chef at a place up in Huntington called Panama mm-hmm. Hatties. And my brother and my sister in law used to go there all the time. My nephew actually worked for him for a while. Uh, That's up there. awesome. And Matt came to the house and did Easter Sunday dinner for the whole family. Are
1: you serious? And I didn't.
0: I didn't put it back together again until I was literally sitting in his restaurant one night about two years ago, and we got to talking, and the whole night, I subconsciously was calling him Scott. And then towards the end of dinner, my wife and it's just my wife and I, and Matt being the gracious host that he is, comes out and talks to everybody. And he treated me like he knew me. The best
1: part of like his family. restaurant. Yeah.
0: And all of a sudden he literally sat down at the table with us and we're having some laughs and we're talking and he turned white as a ghost when he realized who I was. And then all of a sudden he got literally got up and walked out to <sighs> get air and came back in. I was like, son of a bitch, we know each other. Like you came and took talk care of my that, family. talk about yeah. So this degrees is, of separation. Yeah, this is why you always need to be kind, to, kind like, to people, yeah. because you, you'd be amazed not only at the good things, but how bad situations can turn into such a wonderful opportunity.
1: And now he's such a good friend. And absolutely, is,
0: you know, Matt's one of my favorite people in that mm-hmm. business, and one of my favorite people around. And I tell him all the time, wherever yeah. anything I can do, you need, you, you need. Always, I may say no, but you have permission to ask me whenever you want. And and that's what I love about him. All right, so we're coming up against time. I know you have to get out of here uh, any second. Yes, I need to be in
1: Farmingdale. So
0: let's wrap. Um, Let's start here. You are somewhat of a social media dynamo. So tell people where they can find you to get to to see that hair that you talk about (laughs) and the craziness that you bring to the table.
1: (laughs) I'll do an awesome presentation and somebody will raise their hand and they go, what hair products do you use? I'm like, really? <laughs> so um, you could follow me on Instagram. I'm with Shaw.
0: And you changed your name.
1: I did. I was Spunky Shaw yep. and I changed it. Um, I won't bore you with the why, but I'm with Shaw. Follow her and engage
0: with her and maybe she'll tell you the story.
1: I would love it. And then on Facebook, just Christina Shaw. Um, you could connect with me there. Um, I use my personal page more these days than my business page.
0: And your, your all-state office is right here in Wanto. I'm
1: right on Wanto Avenue, um, north of Merrick Road, south of Sunrise yeah. Highway. She's and we have the spot. greatest phone number ever, 516-900-1234. Really? Isn't that awesome?
0: That's that's pretty good. When
1: I called to get the number, she said, how does this sound? i like, I'll take it. <laughs> See,
0: that's called karma. You do yeah, something right to true. make it easy. Christina, thank you so much for coming thank out you. and doing this. I'm sorry we're up against time. But like I said, I'm always going to respect my guests. But we this definitely have to awesome. get Arthur in here. Let's talk about it. Let Arthur talk
1: will about be in here Tuesday. It.
0: Let's talk about doing some media work and helping people grow in that I world love as well. it. I think it's a great opportunity for all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Christina Shaw. Follow her. Connect with her. Engage with her. If you have questions about the insurance world, She is a wealth of information and value, and she is the epitome of a giver. So connect with her. And for all you fellow business owners out there, take a look at her journey. Talk to her. Talk to me. Let's get involved, and let's connect. As always, I thank you so much for putting in the time and effort to sit here and listen to me for 50-some-odd minutes. It is my absolute pleasure pleasure to do it. And I appreciate all of the feedback that we're getting. Give us some love, give us some likes, give us some reviews. It's what makes this thing move a little bit further, get bigger, uh, so we can expose our message to more and more people. As always, thank you so much for the time. And remember, Opportunity Knocks for those who are willing to take advantage of it. Have a great day.